0: Good afternoon. I want to begin by thanking you for those of you that have been able to get closer to those sitting next to you and becoming uh, more of a neighbor. If you still have the opportunity to become a good neighbor with someone sitting next to you, if you can move in, this will assist some of those that still are looking for a seat. So thank you both in advance of what you're going to do as well as as thanks for what you have done. Now join me in receiving and participating in the call to worship. I will read and you will respond responsibly and you'll find it on the screen behind me. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come to him with thanksgiving. Let us sing psalms of praise to him. For the Lord is a great God, a great king above all gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth, and the mightiest of the mountains. The sea belongs to him, for he made it. His hands formed the dry land, too. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before our Lord, our Maker, for he is our God. We are the people he watches over, the flock under his care. Come, let us sing to the Lord. I would ask you now to stand with me as we join together in the singing of the processional hymn, Holy, 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 founding your program.
1: Let us pray. With awe and wonder at this time of celebration and of an ending, but also in the sure presence and the sure understanding that you are a God of the next thing, we come. We come with expectation, we come with hopes, and we come to celebrate accomplishments, and we come with the wonder that you are the God who has brought us to this time and to this place. Thank you, in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. we haven't had the organ for a long time the pipe organ uh, for one of these celebrations and it's wonderful that it's one of our students that are that is playing it and so let's give him a hand I want to welcome you on behalf of the Chancellor or I should say the, the outgoing Chancellor and the incoming Chancellor on behalf of the Board of Governors, the faculty, the staff, and the students of Tyndale University College and Seminary. This time is always a a time of significance. There are many of you who are here, uh, you are receiving your degrees, but there are many people who are here that are celebrating one that it's over, finally, but also are celebrating the things that brought you to this place. There's parents and spouses, children, all sorts of people who join in this celebration. So welcome to Tyndale, welcome to this fall uh, graduation, and welcome to the new beginning that God is setting before you.
2: The Peer Recognition Award is given to the graduate in the B.Ed. program who, in the estimation of the elected representative council and the core faculty of the education department, who basically made our year for us. The 2014-2015 education program would not have flourished as it did without Mrs. Jannie Locke. Jannie entered in. She intentionally formed friendships. She listened, she advised, shared, laughed, cried, questioned, inquired, and prayed. In essence, she lived the gospel of the Lord she loves amongst us. And we are grateful. Thank you, Jannie. And we look forward to learning from you today and to witnessing your service for Christ in the many years to come. Welcome, Jannie.
3: (laughs) Chancellor Ling and Chancellor Wilkinson, members of Board of Governors, President Nelson, members of Cabinet, faculty, staff, honored guests, family, friends, and fellow graduates. It is a blessing to share with you my reflection and encouragement with the graduating class of 2015. I'm so proud of my colleagues here today, and it brings me great joy to commemorate your academic successes, enduring friendships, and future aspirations. Do you remember the famous quote by Shakespeare in Hamlet's soliloquy? He stated, to be or not to be, that is the question. I begin my reflection with this quote because besides all of our ambitions of being hired as a contract teacher, our identity and purpose is not defined by our becoming of a teacher, but rather it stems from our becoming into the individuals we were created for. The book of Revelations in the Holy Bible proclaims, "'Worthy are you, our Lord and our God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and because of your will they existed and were created.'" Revelations chapter 4, verse 11. Certainly, each one of us did not exist out of nothing, but we were intricately and specifically created for a purpose. And though our hopes and ambitions lead us into a teaching vocation, we can be assured that our becoming is made clear after seasons of meandering, pruning, and sanctification. Friends, we have learned this past year that teaching is a privilege, it is hard work, and it takes courage to step into a vocation that asks so much of our being. Yet, when we consider how our becoming influences the becoming of young learners around us, it will motivate us to pursue an extraordinary journey of growing confidently into the person we were created to be. For example, imagine for a minute that you are invisible. You are seated in a portable classroom across from a male student who, besieged with frustration, throws down his pencil onto the ground. You witness a teacher walking to the downcast child, and she puts her hand on his shoulder. He will not look up. So the teacher kneels down to the ground and whispers in the child's right ear and slowly retreats to her desk. With a hint of curiosity, the student unfolds his arms and lifts up his head. He watches inquisitively as his teacher grabs materials and returns to him. She hands him a note, and it says, I believe in you. Then, the the student reaches down to the ground, lifts up his pencil, and smiles back at his teacher. Good teaching cannot be reduced to good technique. Good teaching comes from the identity and integrity of the teacher, end quote by Parker Palmer. Like the story mentioned, an event that occurred during my teaching practicum, I am reminded that my becoming is influenced by my identity in Jesus Christ. It is Christ's love, joy, and peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control that empowers me to lay down my pride and esteem for the children whom I serve. My becoming is weaved and established by the grace of God, thus influencing my professional practice. So friends, how is your becoming influencing the people around you? Specifically, how are you shaping the children entrusted into your care? I believe that our lives are not fulfilling when we are able to teach, but life is fulfilling when we are taught our identity and purpose in this world. So before I close, I would like to say a great big thank you to all of our family members. Specifically, I'd like to acknowledge my amazing husband and family members. Thank you for your support and encouragement, for bearing, enduring, and loving and inspiring us this past year. I speak on behalf of the entire cohort when I say we are indebted to our families for your love and patience towards us. To all of our amazing faculty, professors, and staff, thank you for teaching us and equipping us to lead by example and passionately pursue our vocations as teachers. To close, I would like to share a verse that encouraged me during the program and continues to lead me in my daily becoming whatever you do in word or deed do everything in the name of the lord jesus giving thanks to god the father through him colossians chapter 3 verse 17. i thank god for each of my colleagues And friends here today, and I pray that the Lord would bless you and keep you and guide you as you seek employment in this wonderful vocation of becoming and teaching. Thank you and congratulations, class of 2015. We are finally teachers.
4: afternoon. I'm so pleased to introduce to you Terry McWhorter. If you read Terry's bio in the program, you'll learn that at one time Terry owned her own business. Her call to seminary came unexpectedly, but once she knew that God had called her, she faithfully obeyed and has never looked back. Terry began her studies at Tyndall in the MTS program, which is a two-year program, rather than the three-year MDiv degree. The reason why she did not enroll in the MDiv degree program from the very beginning, she admitted, was that she was afraid of taking the biblical language requirement, which was required for the MDiv degree. She feared taking the biblical languages because she struggled in learning French. So she thought she could not learn Hebrew or Greek. And in her words, she said, she was completely incapable of learning a language. However, one day, the Lord spoke to her, calling her and saying, You're going to take Biblical Hebrew. It came as a big surprise and shock to her. In fact, the Lord had to speak twice, two more times, three times altogether. Have we heard that before? Three times before she finally overcame her shock and obeyed. With fear and trepidation, she enrolled in what we call Crash Hebrew which is infectiously the name of the intensive summer Hebrew course. And to her amazement, she got an A+, plus and she fell in love with Hebrew. So she ended up switching her degree to the MDiv, majoring in Biblical Studies, which actually required two languages, Greek and Hebrew. So the Lord called her to take Greek as well. So this is amazing in light of the fact that she was so afraid of taking the biblical languages. And the reason why I tell you this story is that her example is an example of overcoming obstacles and fears along the way, even if it means learning Hebrew or Greek. She sets a wonderful example of listening to God's voice and then stepping out in faith and obedience even when she is afraid. And time and time again, God has demonstrated his faithfulness in her life. As she now prepares to become an ordained minister... In the Presbyterian Church, we know that the Lord will continue to be faithful to her and guide her the next steps. We look forward to seeing where the Lord will lead her and how God will use her many gifts for God's glory. Welcome and congratulations, Terry.
5: My family's probably laughing because it took me a little longer than three years. (laughs) Chancellors Ling, Wilkinson, members of the Board of Governors, President Nelson, members of Cabinet, faculty, honoured guests, family, friends, and fellow graduates. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. This was the verse I woke up with the morning after I received the unexpected invitation to be your valedictorian. I'd gone to sleep praying about what passage I might anchor my message to, and I woke up with this one on my heart. This verse is found in the text of a letter written by Jeremiah and sent from Jerusalem to the Israelites. It opens with these words. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all those I carried into exile, From Jerusalem to Babylon. The Lord is reassuring the Israelites that He is still with them, that He hasn't abandoned them as it seemed, but that He had carried them there to exile in Babylon, just as He carried each of us here to this place. As I started my day that morning a few weeks ago, I remembered how the Lord had carried me to Tyndale. My story is not unique. Some of the graduates today came directly from university to seminary. But for many of us, the Lord's call to seminary turned our lives, our very normal lives, upside down. And it sent us, he sent us to a world that felt very foreign, at least to me. But how could I use this passage? How could I possibly compare Tyndale to living in exile? Please know that there is no way that this place could ever be considered exile The Lord goes on to give the Israelites some very specific instructions. He tells them to build houses and settle down, to plant gardens and eat what they produce. We didn't build houses here at Tyndale, though uh, building and moving certainly provided a backdrop for most, if not all, of our time here. As I prayed through this passage, I continued to be drawn to the words, plant gardens and eat what they produce. In order to produce food that would nourish them, the Israelites would have to learn about the soil and the climate. They would have to speak with their neighbours about what crops grew best. The Lord was calling them to fully engage in life while they were in exile. And he called us to do the same thing when we came to Tyndale. We entered this wonderful multicultural world filled with people from many different denominations. People whose expressions of faith are all a little bit different Yet it is a world filled with people who all love Jesus, and each of the people here are part of the Lord's plan for us. People like Victor Shepard, who shared his life experiences from his pastor's heart in the midst of his dense lectures in theology. Like Dr. Kidd, who modeled for us how to tell a story as he shared more than just the facts of the history of our faith. And Rebecca Eidstrom, who asks her students to fill out prayer cards at the beginning of each term and commits to pray personally for each of us, sometimes even when we are no longer in her class. We each have our own stories, our own memories. We are not just equipped academically, but our hearts have been nurtured by the example of the lives of our professors and the others in this place as they authentically lived out their faith in Jesus Christ. This is also true of our fellow students with whom we all shared life, in the seminary lounge, in the courtyard, in the library, and along the hallways. Many prayers were lifted up as we prayed for the concerns of each other's hearts and as we shared conversations and meals together. All these people have equipped us as we settled down and planted gardens, gardens that flourished and nourished us and carried us on to this day, our graduation from Tyndale. This is the place where the Lord grew us into the people we are today. And we are his people, and we are moving on to till the soil in the next garden that he is carrying us to. It may not be anything like we expected, but we will carry the love of Christ with us. Some of us may be in our ministry already, and for some it may be back to what had been normal before Tyndale. Others will have to do some tent making as they start their ministries, the ministries that the Lord has called them to. We need to embrace life in whatever place the Lord carries us to. We should not be constantly looking for what comes next or what we think our ministry should be. We need to build houses and plant gardens. We need to rest in the truth that where we are is the place to which the Lord has carried us the place where we are to share the good news, the place where we are to plant seeds. The Hebrew word translated prosper and welfare in our English translations is actually shalom. It is a word that carries and means so much more than just peace or prosperity. It carries the sense of completeness, of wholeness, that complete peace that is only possible in our relationships with Christ. And so as we leave here today, may we all know and trust completely that our Lord and Savior knows the plans he has for us, plans for our shalom, our wholeness, and our complete peace, that his plans will not cause us harm, but give us hope and a future, that we are in his hands, that he is indeed carrying us. Amen.
1: Madam Chancellor, it is indeed with sadness at the ending of your term, and yet with a sense of celebration, that we present to you Dr. John Wilkinson to become the eighth Chancellor for Tyndale University College and Seminary. John is no stranger to Tyndale, having served as faculty, administration, and dean in various times and in various Parts of the, organ- of the institution during his tenure here. But most of all, he is known to many as the godfather of youth ministry. You only have to mention his name to youth pastors, and they smile knowing that at some point in their lives, his messages, his teaching, his encouragement, and some of the people that he influenced have touched them in some way because of John. He designed one of the first youth ministry degree programs in a graduate school of theology in North America. His work in camping is legendary. It's a part of his life I do not understand. (laughs) Camping. It's never been one of my things, John. Uh, His short bio can be found in the bulletin, but in the last years, he has led Youth Unlimited into an impactful ministry to challenge youth throughout the GTA. Through programs of encouragement and of empowerment, through programs of engagement, youth have found place, they have found possibilities, and they have found a faith in Jesus Christ. Most of all, he and his wife Trish bring a love for this place and a deep commitment to Christian higher education. Just as a side note, The fruit never falls far from the tree. John's son, Matt, this year became a lecturer in youth ministry here at the University College. It is with pleasure I present to you our eighth chancellor-to-be, Dr. John Wilkinson. John, do you believe that you are a child of God, a follower of Christ, seeking to be a person of faith, called to authentically incarnate the way of Christ? I do. May you walk in the light of Christ. Do you consider that you are called to serve in this place as Chancellor and prepare women and men to grow in character, to thrive in intellect, to nurture a passionate faith, so that they can serve in the communities? Vocations and the places where God will place them.
6: I do. May you serve in confidence and
1: grace,
5: Doctor. <clears throat> Excuse me, Doctor John Wilkinson. Uh, by the power vested in me by the Board of Governors. And as my culminating act of service as chancellor, I welcome you to this role and responsibilities with all the rights, privileges, and uh, responsibilities that this office carries. And I appoint you as the eighth chancellor of Tyndale University College and Seminary at ad hoc Tyndale University College and Seminarium, Chancellor Loris, at privilegia, offero, officia, et pertinent I. Congratulations uh, to all of us, uh, from all of us, on your role here. And we just hope that you will enjoy this role as much as I did. We will now have the robing.
1: see uh, that we had to get a different uh, robe. <laughs> we, just didn't think, we just didn't think that John would look good in the one that you're wearing, Stephanie. Um, John, we're, we're grateful. Stephanie, we do want to thank you, and we know that you'll continue to be very much a presence at this place, and John, we want to welcome you to this role. Uh, From our board, Jeff Moore, who is, uh, I think you were John's Sunday School teacher, is
7: that correct? I think so.
1: (laughs) How's that? In Winnipeg, which doesn't say much for your teaching. Uh, No, I'm just kidding. Uh, We're grateful, and Jeff is going to pray for us. Let's listen carefully.
8: Brother John Wilkinson, as you begin this important journey of leadership in our community, and of representation outside of it, we pray for you. Asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God and may contribute wisdom wherever you go. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. Dear God, infuse him with your wisdom. We pray that your heart will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope God has given us to those he called, his holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you have the light that leads to life. Dear God, flood John with your light. We also pray that you will understand, experience, and be able to share the incredible greatness Of God's power to us who believe him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Now he is far away above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else not only in this world but also in the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of Christ And has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. And through them, the whole world, dear God, fill him with power. We pray, God, the source of hope will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.
9: Let's stand together and sing this song of praise. We have so many reasons to praise God. Let's sing together.
1: Chancellor Wilkinson, and Chancellor Ling, and distinguished guests, the honorary degree Doctor of Divinity Honoris Causa conferred at graduation cere- is conferred at graduation ceremonies to recognize exemplary individuals who have displayed achievement at exceptional levels in their professions and have made outstanding contributions to culture and to society in Canada or elsewhere in the world. Candidates must demonstrate a depth of Christian character and the foundational virtues that we wish our graduates to attain to. And so it's with great pleasure that I welcome Ian and Alice Van Norman to the platform, a couple who represent these characteristics in the fullest measure. Their lives provide inspiration and leadership to students, to this university community, and to the community at large. I also want to welcome to the platform my predecessor, my friend, and the president emeritus, Dr. Brian Stiller, who has for years shared his life with this remarkable couple. And he will read the inscription and present them to you.
7: It's with great pleasure, and I am so honored, to be invited by the President to read this invitation to, my, to our dear friends Ian and Alice Marie Van Norman. On behalf of the Tyndale Board of Governors, the Academic Council, and the faculty of Tyndale University College and Seminary, I am pleased to present both Robert Ian (laughs) he's been good at this disappearing act (laughs) and Alice Marie Van Norman for the conferral of the degree Doctor of Divinity Honoris Causa. Ian and Alice were born in rural Manitoba but later met when both families moved to Winnipeg. Ian was business minded, tenacious and determined while Alice was ambitious and hardworking, seeking a career in a male-dominated marketplace, and she succeeded. Together they created a dynamic combination and wonderful pom- partnership. Ian began a career with the Canadian department store Zellers when they married on May 9th, 1955. In the first eight years of marriage, they moved many times. Through the encouragement and the funds loaned by a great mentor, the Van Normans built their first house. A year later, in '63, Ian approached the same mentor with a business plan for launching a Canadian tire store. So began the Van Normans' long and highly successful career in business. Through much hard work and sacrifice, their business grew, as did their family. Their spirits of adventure continued to prompt them to explore new and exciting business opportunities. This eventually led to a move from their beloved home and church in Smith Falls to the center of the universe, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. (laughs) With each move, a home was created which was open and welcome to people from all walks of life. Deep friendships were built through their church involvement, and they became key players in many Christian initiatives in the city of Saskatoon and across the country and not to mention the world. For over 30 years, they have been visiting Haiti for up to six months a year. Their work and practical help through building schools, a hospital, centers for ministry, and local churches are vast. Their entrepreneurial nature found a perfect home in this spiritually rich yet politically torn city and country. However, their reach extends far beyond just bricks and mortar. They have invested their lives in Haitian people loving, aiding, and befriending them. In 2010, they were among the first who responded when the country was hit with the catastrophic 7.0 magnitude earthquake. The Van Norman Charitable Foundation has assisted with reconstruction projects since this time. They've left their mark on the country of Haiti, and their legacy will continue there for generations to come. The Van Norman's generosity continues to reach those in need, most recently with the building of a hospital in Burundi named in their honor. The Van Norman Clinic will provide medical services ranging from emergency and urgent services to short-term obstetrics, and will also be used for clinical training for nursing, pre-med, and medical students from Hope Africa University. Ian and Alice Marie are long-time supporters of Tyndale, yet the word supporter doesn't truly capture their their incredible commitment and dedication to education. On November 23rd, 2004, the Van Norman Worship and Study Center was dedicated on the Ballyconner campus. And through their generous support, space was revitalized and transformed into a marvelous state-of-the-art space for learning and a beautiful place for worship, which served the Tyndale community and outside Christian community for many years before the move to this campus. In the spring of 2011, the Van Norman Chair of Business was established, as a result of their continued generosity. Their goal was to aid the university's business program in equipping and nurturing Christians to take their places as effective people of faith in the marketplace of business, not-for-profits, non-governmental organizations, and entrepreneurial initiatives. Hardworking, passionate, dedicated, adventurous, generous, and hospitable. These are the characters the van normans radiate and our qualities truly worn into their life story their mark has been left on many people and many places around the world chancellor it is with great pleasure that i present for the degree doctor of divinity honoris causa robert ian and alice marie van norman dedicated tinnedale supporters entrepreneurs compassionate humanitarians, and friends.
6: My first act as chancellor. (laughs) By the virtue of the authority vested by law in the Board of Governors of Tyndale University College and Seminary, I hereby confer upon Alice Marie Van Norman and Robert Ian Van Norman the degree of Doctor of Divinity, honoris causa, with all the privileges and honors that pertaineth thereto. Congratulations.
10: The Old Testament lesson today is taken from the book of Joshua, chapter 1, verses 1 to 9, and I'll be reading from the message. After the death of Moses, the servant of God, God spoke to Joshua, Moses' assistant. Moses, my servant is dead. Get going. Cross this Jordan River, you and all the people. Cross to the country I'm giving to the people of Israel. I'm giving you every square inch of the land you set your foot on, just as I promised Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon east to the great river, the Euphrates River, all the Hittite country, and then west to the great sea, it's all yours. All your life, no one will be able to hold out against you. In the same way I was with Moses, I'll be with you. I won't give up on you, I won't leave you, Strength, courage. You are going to lead this people to inherit the land that I promised to give their ancestors. Give it everything you have, heart and soul. Make sure you carry out the revelation that Moses commanded you, every bit of it. Don't get off track, either left or right, so as to make sure you get to where you're going. And don't for a minute let this book of the revelation be out of mind. Ponder and meditate on it day and night, making sure you practice everything written in it. Then you'll get where you're going. Then you'll succeed. Haven't I commanded you? Strength, courage, don't be timid, don't get discouraged. God, your God, is with you every step of the way. The New Testament lesson is taken from the book of Thess- First Thessalonians, chapter 5, verses 12 through 18, and again, I'll be reading from the message. It's entitled, The Way He Wants You to Live. And now, friends, we ask you to honor those leaders who work so hard for you, who have been given the responsibility of urging and guiding you along in your obedience. Overwhelm them with appreciation and love. Get along among yourselves, each of you doing your part, Our counsel is that you warn the freeloaders to get a move on. Gently encourage the stragglers and reach out for the exhausted, pulling them to their feet. Be patient with each person, attentive to individual needs, and be careful that when you get on each other's nerves, you don't snap at each other. Look for the best in each other and always do your best to bring it out. Be cheerful no matter what. Pray all the time. Thank God, no matter what happens, for this is the way God wants you who belong to Christ Jesus to live. The Word of the Lord.
6: Today is a an amazing day, a very special occasion and as your new chancellor I get to participate in it. How cool is that? You have worked uh, very hard to reach this goal, some of you more so than others. (laughs) I commend and uh, congratulate you on this fine achievement. May I encourage you to soak in all of the good things tied to this day because this this moment moves on way too quickly. Celebrate it to the fullest with your family and with your friends and all of those who have walked with you over these years. This point in time is a significant milestone and marker in your life's journey. It's just not another day in your life. It's an amazing day. About a decade ago, I had some major issues with my eyesight and had gone through one surgical procedure after another. Uh, The doctors finally said there was nothing more that they could do for me. I could feel myself becoming discouraged and downcast So I asked God to speak into my life and to provide me with a word from him in relation to this struggle. He did a couple of things. After a very disappointing final visit with my surgeon, I found myself sitting alone inside my car, thinking it all through and probably feeling a little bit sorry for myself. I can remember saying to God, I just don't know what to do. I'm so tired of things not getting better. And that's what I heard as clear as a bell. God's Spirit saying, I need to be thanking God instead of asking God to free me from what I was going through. It was a powerful moment. Hearing God's Spirit speak so clearly is always a powerful moment. A peace came over me, and I I knew that somehow the pieces would come together. So I started thanking God for what I was encountering and where it all might lead regardless of the outcome. I must admit that doing it that way felt pretty unnatural. I just wanted him to heal me. I just wanted him to help me get past this sense of hopelessness and discomfort, and ongoing struggle. I just wanted to get to a new day. And then he prompted me to read again the story of Joshua and the challenges he faced entering the Promised Land. We find the people of Israel camped alongside the Jordan River. They have finally arrived to the edge of the Promised Land after wandering in the wilderness for so many years. It so close, but yet so far. They're right on the edge of an amazing tomorrow. But once again, they're facing major challenges. As Yogi Berra would say, it was deja vu all over again. But this time around, it was a new generation who were ready to cross the Jordan and to possess the land. A generation very much like those who are graduating this afternoon Joshua the successor to Moses and his longtime assistant was their leader over the years he'd become a seasoned man of god he was faithful obedient courageous he was a brilliant military strategist and had a strong spiritual influence his key to success was his submission to God, his humility. When God spoke, Joshua listened, and he obeyed. It's quite an amazing story, as most of us know. I've been doing some research of late on the topic of transition and succession planning amongst CEOs. So I've been giving a very careful read to Joshua's journey and how he'd been carefully mentored and coached by Moses through thick and thin. Given this very close relationship with Moses, he was privileged to have been able to hear firsthand his prayers to God, moments of deep, deep communion. He was there, too, for all of Moses' messages uh, to the people of Israel. Joshua had walked with Moses um, during the good days, as well as during the tough ones. He knew only too well the rebellious and murmuring nature of the people who Moses led and and how he dealt with them. He was was so disappointed when the people of Israel did not accept the report that he and Caleb had presented about entering the Promised Land and how they ended up wandering in the wilderness for so many years as a result. Now, 38 years later, Joshua learns of God's strategy for crossing the Jordan over to the Promised Land. It begins with prayer, serious prayer. He wants to hear from God before he makes any kind of move or decision. Now, remember, he spent all those years wandering in the desert, observing Moses as he acknowledged God and waited on him, so it shouldn't come as any surprise to us as to why he wouldn't do the same thing. I'm not sure why that isn't always the first thought that comes to our mind. Maybe it's because of our self-confidence. Maybe it's the way we're wired to lead. Maybe it's because we've grown too accustomed to not taking prayer as seriously and as deeply as we ought. Regardless, Joshua hears from God and he announces to the people that tomorrow the Lord would do wonders amongst them, awesome things. Imagine the response of the people after all these years of wandering. Joshua promises them an amazing tomorrow. Tomorrow. I can only imagine how these discouraged, disappointed, routine-driven wanderers must have felt. An amazing tomorrow is one in which God surprises us with the release of his power in the face of life's challenges. Challenges that perhaps relate to health or relationships or economics the culture of the day. For the Israelites the promised land was the land of Canaan promised to them by the Lord, a land where they would live under his providence and enjoy his provision. Our promised land is that and more. It's the combination of all of God's blessings. It's the joy of abiding in Christ It's the joy that comes when we're able to use our gifts and our skill set and our knowledge and our our life experiences to serve him to make a difference in this world. But oftentimes, there's a River Jordan which flows between us and our hopes and dreams. It could be one of many things. It could be fear, uh, lack lack of self-confidence, health issues economic struggles list goes on certainly that was the case for me um, as i struggled with what seemed to be this never ending sight problem the frustrations and the physical limitations of what i was facing felt too overwhelming and i found myself slipping away from my dreams and my aspirations to something that was safer and more manageable. For the people of Israel, Joshua asked them to consecrate themselves before they crossed the river. Now, this was not an uncommon request in that day and time. They would do so before they made a sacrifice or before they saw God do an incredible act. But at the heart of it, was the absolute need for them to separate themselves from anything that would hinder their absolute devotion and expectation for what God would have in store for them. So Joshua shares with the people the strategy that he has been given. A priest from every tribe would be selected to carry the Ark of the Covenant ahead of the people. The promise was that when the soles of the feet of the priest were placed into the Jordan, the lowering of the waters would begin. The riverbed would become dry, and all of Israel would be able to cross over to the Canaan side of Jordan. As you may recall, the waters were particularly high at this time of the year. It was harvest time, and the riverbed had well overflowed its banks. To promise that the water would stop flowing was quite a promise. And what a challenge for the priests who carried the ark. While the river depth was only several feet deep during normal times, it could run anywhere from 5 to 10 feet deep in this overflow time. And the water would be moving quite swiftly because of the rise and the riverbed would present its own challenges with its slippery river stones. You know, I, I can only imagine that the priests must have had some uncertainty about this plan. I'm sure that none of them wanted to be remembered as the one who slipped slipped, and let the ark fall in the water. But the Lord had made this miracle dependent on them walking before the people through the waters to midstream. And to that end, they were committed. It was an awesome step of faith. No turning back for them. God and the people depended upon them. And so all 12 entered into the water. But nothing happens, at least not instantly. There's no immediate reduction of the waters. Joshua 3.16 tells us that the waters stood still at a great distance away. So it would take some time for the waters to lower as they came downstream to where the priest stood. I'm sure that they must have been praying the whole time as the waters slowly receded. I wonder if they were expecting another Red Sea kind of party only to realize that it didn't seem that that was in the game plan this time around. All of that to say, it's not easy waiting to hear from God, to see his hand of action, particularly when we're going through challenging times. We need to ask him for courage to risk and for the patience to do so. We need to um, do it in his timing. I, I think some of us are probably better boat huggers than we are faith riskers. For some of us, our short-term patience, often short circuits, where God and what he would do in our lives. As a riverbed becomes visible, thousands of Israelites make their way past the priest to the Canaan side. What an amazing moment that must have been for them all. God had uh, parted the waters of the Red Sea so the people could get out of Egypt. And this time he lowered the waters of the Jordan to let them into the promised land. God was with them from beginning to end. What a great example for each of us when encountering tough times or when encountering a new day, God's trustworthiness. And then the Lord tells Joseph to select 12 more men, one from each tribe, to take the 12 stones from the riverbed where the priests were standing and to carry them to the shore where they were going to camp that night. These stones were to be carried with them As a reminder of the amazing day of God's grace, of his faithfulness, of his providence in bringing Israel at last in the land promised to their fathers. I love that President Nelson has placed this large granite rock out front of the building. It's a wonderful reminder of God's faithfulness and goodness to the mission of Tyndale and to all who have contributed to it over many, many years. Staff and faculty, volunteers, donors, and ministry partners. I'm sure that later that evening, the people would be singing and dancing and giving thanks to God, and that this memorial would be front and center of all their activities, and rightly so. But Joshua was so full of thanksgiving and gratitude at this particular moment in time that he builds his own memorial after another, with another 12 stones where the priests were standing, still standing, waiting to go to the shore. Now, very little is said about these stones in the passage compared to the stones that were taken to shore. I think they are a memorial to the power of God um, in holding back those swollen waters and allowing a means to cross the river. I think, too, that Joshua was so overcome by God's goodness and faithfulness that he had to express um, his deep thankfulness and gratitude to his God. I think what was bubbling up inside his heart and mind was the same kind of gratitude that he had observed time and time again in his mentor Moses. A gratitude that has changed and transformed his life. I think that this gratitude, as theologian Mary Jo Letty states, comes with this sense of amazement For something that one could never have imagined or manufactured on their own. It's a special gift from God to us, a gift like life itself, a special moment of transformation or unexpected healing, a moment in time that causes amazement which results in gratitude which ends up in worship. Grads, today is an amazing day, and it can lead to an amazing tomorrow, just as it did for the Israelites. But to do so, you need to be sure that you've got certain ingredients in the mix. You need to set yourself free from anything that binds your capacity to imagine what God can do in and through you. You need to wait patiently in the presence of God to hear of his leading and his direction. You need to surround yourself with wise discerning people who believe in you and want the best for you. People who have a shepherd's heart and priestly giving. People who will stand midstream on your behalf regardless of the challenges that you are facing as you make your way over to the other side. You need to be found faithful and trusting as you encounter challenging moments, deep waters that are en route to an amazing day. And when it arrives, you need to be found grateful and thankful and humble. So the words of God to Joshua be strong and courageous don't be timid don't be discouraged God your God is with you every step of the way make a difference in the world by trusting God for an amazing tomorrow and by acting on what he would direct you to do blessings on each of you Congratulations, Class 2015. Amen.
9: Let's stand and sing this prayer together.
11: all students receiving the degree Doctor of Ministry, Master of Theology, Master of Divinity, Master of Theological Studies, and Postgraduate Diploma please stand. Mr. Chancellor. I present to you the students graduating with Doctor of Ministry, Master of Theology, Master of Divinity, Master of Theological Studies and Postgraduate
6: Diploma. By virtue of the authority vested by law in the Board of Governors of Tyndale University and Seminary, I confer upon each of you here present and those receiving their degrees in absentia, the respective academic degree or diploma for which you have been recommended, with all the rights, privileges, responsibilities, and obligations apparent, uh, uh, per- pertaining thereunto. And I offer you my sincere congratulations. Way to go.
11: Now this is to our guests. Because every graduate would like family and friends to hear his or her name called, please withhold applause until the end of each degree category. Okay, thank you. (laughs) The following students are graduating with the Doctor of Ministry. Yahara Calero de Gomez. Reynold Hazelwood. Keith Hillier. Paul Kern. Tina Patamber Sharon Simmons Julio Tavares And now you may clap. (laughs) The following student is graduating with the postgraduate diploma in advanced ministry studies. Samuel Park. The following student is graduating with the Master of Theology, Charlie Albert Ducharme. The following student is graduating with the Master of Divinity, Biblical Studies. Terry McWherter. Terry is also graduating with a concentration in biblical languages. The following student is graduating with the Master of Divinity, Christian Education and Formation Lyndon Dean Lichty. The following students are graduating with the Master of Divinity Counseling. Ivan Ling Chung. Sarah Hawking. Eileen Yu and Yin Ming Lao, posthumous. The following students are graduating with the Master of Divinity, Global Mission and Intercultural Studies. Aiden, Dongyuk. Choi. J. Kahn Daniel Son. The following student is graduating with the Master of Divinity in Ministry Program, Glenn Matthew-Sparks. The following student is graduating with the Master of Divinity Spiritual Formation, Simone Lee. The following student is graduating with the Master of Divinity, Youth and Family Ministry, Johnny Chow. And these are our MDiv and THM graduates. The following students are graduating with a Master of Theological Studies, Christian Foundations. Paul Adams. Ashley Nicole Bonell. Watana Showetanakul Martine Wai Yi Lee Rachel Elizabeth Preston Rachel is graduating with a concentration in Biblical Languages. Jay Sandiford. Janelle Zeeb. The following student is graduating with the Master of Theological Studies Modular Program. Keisha Green. The following students are graduating with the Master of Theological Studies Pentecostal Studies. Damika Kumari Pradana, Mudiantzala. I practice that one. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Andrew Patrick Steele. And those are our MTS graduates.
0: Now for the University College, would all students receiving the Bachelor of Education, the Bachelor of Arts, and the Bachelor of Religious Education please stand. Mr. Chancellor, I present to you the students graduating with the Bachelor of Education, the Bachelor of Arts, and the Bachelor of Religious Education. By virtue
6: of the authority vested by law in the Board of Governors of Tyndale University College and Seminary, I confer upon each of you here present and those receiving their degrees in absentia the relevant academic degrees or certificate for which you have been recommended, with all the rights, privileges, responsibilities, and obligations pertaining thereunto. And I offer you my sincere. Congratulations.
0: Family and friends, you noticed how the seminary behaved during the reading of the names? Thanks for allowing me not to finish that sentence. The following students are graduating with the Bachelor of Education. Laura Adams. Leanne Fay Almeida, Nikki Borelli. Sophie (laughs) Brisson. Carly Burt. Cecilia Carnevale. Victoria Chin. Victoria is the recipient of the B.Ed. Service Award. Stephanie Clubine. Charmaine M. Cote. Charmaine is the recipient of the B.Ed. Service Award. Nicole Delos Reyes Andrew Devit Jillian Donald, Jillian is a recipient of the B.Ed. Service Award. Sharon Izinga, Sharon is a recipient of the B.Ed. Faculty Award. David Athnosius, <laughs> Jessica Ferg. Priscilla Ferreira. Carl Junior Francis. Helen Frangos. Anna Maria Franzese. Jeff Gordon. (laughs) Camille Henry. Christina Italiano Laura Jones Laura is the recipient of the BEd Faculty Award John Beer Corps Nicole Kahn. Hy Sung Kim Rosalyn Yun My Cook Catherine Lau Raymond Lung Raymond is the recipient of the B Ed Service Award. Miranda Lynn. Miranda is the recipient of the B.Ed Service Award. Jannie Locke. Jannie is the recipient of the B.Ed Peer Recognition Award. Esther Medeo. Lisa Nurse. Navideva Rasindran. <laughs> Tiffany Reed. Jennifer Andrea Romero. (laughs) Sherry Rose. Lyle Benny Sanders. Jen Snellgrove. Shazia Sundarji Ashley Sang. Linda Toison, Caitlin Van Middelkoop. Caitlin is a recipient of the B. Ed Faculty Advisor Award. Daniela Volpentiza Daniela is the recipient of the BEd faculty advisor award Family and friends you've had a lot cooped up inside of you you're free to celebrate The following students are graduating with a Bachelor of Arts, Business Administration, International Development. General, uh, rather, Jessica Genovic. Sarah Renick. Sarah is graduating with distinction. These are the students in our Business Administration International Development Program. In the midst of this day of celebration, I want to take a moment for institutional responsibility and privilege to highlight a member of our uh, student family who passed away recently. Margaret Osei Bay. is uh, being honoured posthumously today as she graduates with the Bachelor of Arts, Human Services, Social Services, Social Work, Social Service Work, my apologies. Her family is here, and as we celebrate today, let us remember Margaret, who, for all who knew her, was touched greatly by her life, by her love, and by her passion. May I ask the family to stand and receive our... The following student is graduating with a Bachelor of Arts Philosophy. Haley Liedbetter. Don't make me come back there. A little bit prematurely, but that concludes our uh, students <laughs> of the Bachelor of Arts Philosophy. The following students are graduating with the Bachelor of Arts Psychology. Hannah Cook. Beth Healy. Davina Antoinette Nelson. This concludes the students graduating with the Bachelor of Arts Psychology. <laughs> the following students are graduating with a Bachelor of Religious Education, General Ministries. Ian Arienda Jose. Tim Garrison. Tim is graduating with distinction. Jer Guerrero Rebecca Lusant. Rebecca is graduating with distinction. Jerome Perico. Alexander Edmund Smith. These are our students graduating with the Bachelor of Religious Education, General Ministries. The following student is graduating with the Bachelor of Religious Education, General Ministries, Chinese Language. Jason Leo. Jason is graduating with distinction. And this completes both our Bachelor of Religious Education and all of our undergraduate degrees. Congratulations.
12: I'd like to invite all the graduates to remain seated but I'd like to invite everybody else to stand. And for those of you who are comfortable and willing and able, I'd like you to extend your hands out to our graduates as a mark of commissioning for them as they begin this new life as graduates. Let's pray together. God, the one who is the beginning and end, thank you for this day of finishes and new starts. For some of our graduates, they thought today would never come. For others, it's hard to believe it's already here. For all of us in this beautiful sanctuary, we know that you have brought us to this celebration in this moment of profound gratitude, and we are so thankful for your goodness, your presence and your faithfulness. We admit, Father, that there were times on this journey that were daunting. When assignments piled high and time began to crush, when relationships shattered and health failed, when self-doubt duped and faith seemed far away. Many became distracted, often stumbling along the way. Some even ventured off course for a while, trying to navigate life without your help. Today, though, we can see with vivid clarity that you, our creator, redeemer, and sustainer, sometimes through deafening discipline, but more often through whispered word, you were there and are the guide to carry us to this end. Our omniscient God, you know all of our stories and motivations, what drives us, what we love, what we fear. Three, four, five years ago, many of these graduates came to Tyndale as young men and women fresh out of school. Others as mature adults ready for a change and a new start. All took their tenuous first steps not really knowing what to expect from Tyndale. They asked questions like, will I learn, who will I meet, will I fit in? Am I ready for this? Today, by your grace, the answers have become clearer, and these graduates are now men and women of greater depth, greater knowledge, and greater wisdom. Still there remains a longing. They and we yearn to be shaped by your spirit, word, and grace. O holy God, form us into the people you call us to be. God of knowledge and truth, our students have received the best in teaching, and we thank you for the gift of our faculty men and women in obedience to your call who have passed along their offerings of scholarship, instruction, and friendship. Through their dedicated service, our graduates have surveyed literature, learned how to teach, deepened philosophical arguments, grasped historical epochs, and interpreted the Bible while studying for their degrees. But more than that, our professors have taught these students what it means to live well. God, in so many ways, we are awed by the education we have received. Thank you. As members of the Tyndale community, we are aware today, especially today, of how you have used so many people to bring our grads to this ending. Moms and dads, sisters and brothers, wives and husbands, grandparents, friends. How can we not shout, praise your name, when recounting the sacrifices, support and service of the ones who sit in these pews? Your faithfulness and compassion have been demonstrated over and over through family and friends. God, you know... Not one of us would be here today if it were not for their constancy and love. Thank you, Father. God, although this day is a day of endings, it is too a day of beginnings. And we pray that you will fill these graduates with a spirit of courage, of passion, of holy impulses, hope, and humility. Through the years at Tyndale, they have been prepared to leave 3377 Bayview and enter the messy, fragmented, beautiful world to do the work of kingdom building for the sake of your son. May they speak words equally weighted in grace and truth. Give them wisdom necessary to be truth-tellers when faced with lies, to be peacemakers when faced with indifference and strife, to be healing providers when faced with aching pain, to be grace-givers when faced with pride. More than anything, may they be your presence in a world of gaping absences. We pray that they will honour you with their next steps and wherever you may take them, around the world and next door, to MAs and PhDs, to churches, counselling practices, public schools and even shelters. Let them leave this place in mere moments as graduates inspired to live lives of integrity, congruence and peace. We all want to be your emissaries of light and healing in a world too often consumed by pain and darkness. Ellume all of us, dear Father, that we may shine your Son's light wherever our journeys and our stories now take us. Mark our grads' path with the light of your gospel, the redemption of your cross, and the truth of your spirit. God, as the class of 2015 leaves for opportunities and places around the world, go with them. Calm their spirits. Open their doors, meet their needs, shape their souls, form their lives. By the gift of your Son, give them your grace. We pray in His name. Amen.
8: How could you say much more than what George just prayed? It was a a tremendous word to you as graduates. And on behalf of the Board of Governors, it's my honor and privilege to extend warm congratulations to the entire graduating class and a job really well done. This is a day of celebration and thankfulness for you and all those who supported you. Every year, I'm amazed by the people that come to graduation to support the students. Now you face the next question of what's next? In my 70 years of life, and its many adventures, I've consistently relied on James 1, verse 5, which reads, If any of you lack wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. Ask with confidence, and you'll be surprised at how God provides direction. So welcome to the Tyndale family and you're gonna hear from Rob Patterson in a minute and, uh, and, and all about the alumni. It's really important that you stay connected to Tyndale for really the rest of your lives. Thank you very much.
9: Good afternoon. It's an honor to say a word about our alumni family on this, the day of your graduation. In the New Testament, there are two words for time, and today is a unique time for each of you as you graduate today. Um, The first word is chronos. It means the chronological time, the normal time, the time you took, the days, weeks, and months, and years to gain this degree. But there's another word in Greek in the New Testament that we simply don't have in English. It's an excellent word. It means a time in between, a time when something special happens, a time when God reaches down. And this is the word kairos, a kairos time. And today you are experiencing a kairos time, a special time when you move with God into a new chapter of life, from a scholar to a graduate, from a student to an alumni. And there was an important kairos time in the disciples that followed Christ. Uh, the first time they met him, they were on the verge of total change that they didn't know about. But When they met him, Jesus said to them, Put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. They did as Jesus directed them, and they made the biggest catch of their lives. They had no idea of the journey that was about to begin. And today I'd like to share the words of Christ with you as he told his disciples, put out into deep water, let down the nets for a catch. The challenge for you is to make bold decisions now with your life to follow as Christ demands. Then stand back in amazement at what he will do in you and through you. And we too will stand back in amazement of what God will do with you. As a student at Tyndale, you have been cherished. We're a small university, small classes, a sense of community, and care for one another. You will be missed, and your impact on your fellow students and your professors will be remembered. And just as your legacy remains at Tyndale, so Tyndale goes with you. You are Tyndale's living letters in the world. Together with you, we say a warm thank you to those who supported you on your journey, your professors and fellow students, your loving family and friends. We trust that you will remember fondly your years at Tyndale. You will always have friends here. This will always be your school. Please come back and grow with us and, and change with us. You have been a student at Tyndale for a number of years, but you are now an alumni for life. As you leave today, please be sure to come to the alumni table. There's one in both spaces today Alumni Hall and in Student Commons. We'd like to give you a gift bag and uh, to welcome you to the Tyndale family. In your bag, you will find the highly coveted Tyndale Alumni Card with your picture on it. This will give you access to the library and access back to campus and all the great resources in the coming years. So please make sure to drop by the alumni table before the end of the day. So today we say God bless you, congratulations, and welcome to the Tyndale alumni family. Amen? Amen.
1: Every time Dr. Patterson says, now you are an alumni for life, it almost sounds like a, a sentence. <laughs> but he doesn't mean it that way. <laughs> you probably noticed uh, that there was an inordinate number of Bachelor of Education students. And, and an inordinate number of blue uh, hoods that are part of that. Uh, This was the largest graduating class in our Bachelor of Education program and they are the last class to graduate as a one-year cohort Uh, which they're very thankful for. (laughs) Uh, Some of you will know that the Ontario government uh, has asked all Bachelor of Education programs to move to a uh, two-year rhythm and we are now in the midst of that, the first cohort of a two-year Bachelor of Education program has also, as is now uh, taking place. Uh, It also means that they will always probably, unless the Ontario government is kinder to us, uh, they will always be, I just thought you should know this, you'll always be the largest class that's ever graduated from Tyndale in the Bachelor of Education program. Uh, simply because uh, the Ontario government has limited us to 53 students, as they have all universities to certain kinds of numbers. So uh, while the fall graduation has always been heavy on the Bachelor of Education program, this particular time I thought it would be good for us to just make mention of that. In the spring graduation, the other students graduate. Uh, We've kind of done this as almost a tradition, and I I want to do it again. And I'd like the graduates to stand and to turn and face uh, your family. And I'd like you to thank them with a hand clap. I was talking to someone I'm not sure if it was a parent or a husband just before we came in and he said it's about time. <laughs> now I'd like you to turn in to face your faculty. One of the things that Tyndale has that is a remarkable it's the quality of faculty and the kind of things that uh, that they're doing and I'm constantly um, aware of the contribution uh, that they make not just to Tyndale Uh, but to to their guild, to the places in which they uh, they speak, and to all of those places, and it probably wouldn't be bad for you to give them a thank you as well. Please be seated. It seems like we always get to the end of this uh, graduation and I always forget a number of announcements I noticed that in my program it's been written three times uh, so that I won't forget. Uh, so I'm going to tell you, uh, we're doing something a little bit differently this year. Rather than going out and going to the gymnasium, we're actually going out and we're going to use the campus here. And so uh, as you go out, uh, if your family, uh, these seminary graduates will be meeting in the student commons and we'll be gathering there and the faculty will be gathering there. And you'll, that, you'll be pointed in the direction of the student commons, which is that way. And uh, for the university graduates, they'll be meeting in Alumni Hall. And that was going out the door and turning to the left, and you'll be directed there as well. Each beginning demands an ending. And every ending promises a beginning. Now is such a time. So go, go now and may passion inspire you, may hope comfort you, may friendships nurture you, may you sometimes get it right, (laughs) and when you don't, may you learn to laugh, may peace surround you, may love permeate you. And may gratitude overwhelm you. And may the Father, God, who is the source of all truth, go with you. And go with the Son, Jesus, who is your source of life. And go with the Spirit that will empower you to live deeply into the next chapters that God's call has on your life. Go with God. Amen.